Greetings, Trouble Nation. This is Renee Coman sitting with the original Trouble Man for Trouble Times, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Hello, Nation. How are you? I've had a really bad week. So, <laughs> for a um, change. <laughs> yeah, for a change, yeah. I've gone from, uh, you know, from being, um, well, fuck. I'm just troubled. You know how I am. Losing people. your place already. Yeah, yeah I'm losing my place uh, this, this already. This is the Troubled Men podcast. Yes, we're here again from the wonderful um, ring room. Ring room here in the beautiful downtown New Orleans area, and there's people partying. And you know me, I love to party. Yeah, we yeah. all love to party. Sure. Yeah. So, but uh, how are you, Renee? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I actually got on your tip yesterday, and then I got dragged into this uh, World Cup nonsense. Oh, really? I oh. did. I did. I did. A friend. <laughs> a friend called. You know, Scott Pelosha. You know, future guest. Yeah, uh, Scott. Longtime friend yeah. said. Uh, you know, he'd been visiting family in Switzerland when Switzerland oh, okay. was still in the, uh, in the, in in the competition, it, in the round of sixteen. So yeah. he got. He said everybody there is just watching. World Cup every night, several games. Oh, yeah. So he said he just got into it, and then he came back, and he's like, well, now I'm interested, you know? And right, yeah. So uh, he, he said, uh, he texted me, I was doing a recording session yesterday, and he texted me about 11 and said, hey, would you want to meet me at Cooter Browns and to watch uh, this semifinal game between Croatia and England? Yeah, did you go? So I did. Yeah. I, I did go, and it was, I got into it. I actually, I left before, once they went into overtime, I didn't have the patience to sit there. I wasn't it, drinking. It was the middle you know, of the day. That's you know, the thing. That's to, one problem I have. It's like, okay, they've just played 90 minutes, and no one has scored, or maybe it ends up at a tie. Right. And then they play like another 15 minutes, and then no one's, they keep playing. Right. They, they play, and then if no one scores in that next, that fourth quarter, whatever you want to call it, then they have a, a shootout. Penalty kicks, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't it, stand, but I, but I was interested enough that when I got home, I searched it out on the on on television and I watched the end. I watched as the ex- seconds but expired. But did you watch watch the Spanish language version? I didn't. I know you told me that. You told me that that that's they're the one to just watch. so much more passionate than the English version. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's easier. You can understand what's going on. The guys explain it to you in English. Oh, he missed this, and now you we're going to have pretty a, much understand yeah. it anyway. Yeah. It's not a I lot mean, of subtlety. Like I told you earlier, it's like <laughs> it's why, do they, why the do they have a coach? Why do they have a coach? It's basically get the ball down there and, and someone kick it in the net. You right, know, right, right, right. Try to get it in the, in the hole. Yeah, yeah, get it in the hole, whatever, yeah. Well, I'm glad. You got a little taste. Well, Sunday yeah. is the final, is, is the championship, is the World Cup between France and Croatia. Right. And I really don't know who I... I don't really care well, who wins. I, I, you know, I, I think, and, and I'd have to double-check this, but I'm pretty sure my uh, high school history uh, education serves me right that Croatia was... Uh, Allied with the uh, well, they with the Axis. They were they were on the side of the Nazis in World War Two. So you and know, you have a problem with uh, oh, yeah, 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 you have a big yeah. problem with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, okay, I, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it's people might say uh, hasn't enough time gone by. No, 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 I, I still remember. No, <laughs> but there were those people, French who just gave up against well, the Nazis too and said, yeah, we'll come on your side. Too. Yeah, but you know, no, the nominally they were yeah. on the Allies. Yeah, you know, okay. they were they were resisting. They were uh, yeah. You know, that's, you can't fault people for. I really think in your first life you were an inglorious bastard, weren't you? Well, you know, <laughs> a bastard anyway. <laughs> you were a bastard of, of some sort or other. Well, we're excited tonight, nation, aren't we, Renee? We are. We are. It's uh, it's uh, it hasn't occurred many times. In fact, only once. This is the the second guest that we have yes, on the Troubled Men podcast. Yes, and, and uh, uh, I have a, no idea who he is. I know. I know. <laughs> me either. I thought you could tell me. Three of us. <laughs> Not so, uh, so this is w- sitting with us in the ring room is the great Mr. Michael Dees. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. He's, M- Michael is a, a gentleman. He's uh, a raconteur. <laughs> He's uh, a beast of a painter. Now, how would you describe yourself? And y- you can't say painter because people think you mean a house painter. I'm an. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, um, you paint houses too. I, well, I did mine. Uh, yeah. a lot of it. Um, well, I'm good bet. with the trim. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so is Manny. <laughs> yeah, um, spackling uh, and caulking. I'm very good at those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, so caulk- is Manny. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, caulking. Caulking reminds me of like uh, frosting a cake. Yes. Don't you think it's very oh, yes. much like that? In yes. that, the more you fuck with it, the worse it gets. Absolutely. It has to be like in one fell swoop, and the more because it, it gets tacky, right? Well, you got to get the DAP um, three twenty, which is um, like stays open longer, and it's like very like much like icing on a cake. Beautiful way to put it. <laughs> now here, yeah. here, people may may not understand how you have to deal with caulk, but a lot of people will want to wet their finger 
to make the, the caulk smooth out. Can't do that. So oh, it fucks yeah? the caulk up. Yeah, because it dilutes it, it, and it dilutes it, and then when it dries out, it's going to shrink too much. So you gotta you gotta go dry, Absolutely. dry hand with the caulk. Absolutely. And really, the best thing is just assume that your fingers are gonna get a bunch of caulk on them. You keep wiping it off, but don't wash it off. Okay. If you start washing it off, it's gonna destroy your skin. You have to have a roll of paper towels right there. Yes. And at all times. Yes. Yeah, but you do more than houses. I mean, you've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, we got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you're like the famous Michael Dees. Oh, yeah. that I've heard so much mm. about. My wife digs you. I mean, she really. She's, I think all of our wives. Yeah, dig yeah. Really? That's why we're yeah. trying to keep you close. You no, know, just so you don't steal both of our wives. <laughs> I mean, you, you've. Uh, well, I'm flattered to hear that. You, are you from here? Are there. you from here? It's funny you should ask that. I just found out my mother's like eighty something years old. Like, um, has a lot of. <laughs> um, problems? Lot of problems, yeah. <laughs> but she has a memory like a steel trap, and um, wow, she just told me cool. I didn't realize that um, when we f- I was born in Norfolk, Virginia. My father was in the Navy, okay, and he was from New Orleans, and ah. um, so we moved here. And I always thought we moved straight to Metairie, which I've always been a little bit ashamed of. Metairie's a suburban part of New Orleans for those right, right, out so, of state uh, listeners. So, sort of a it was a repository of white flight to a certain degree although exactly, some people yeah. did live out there beforehand but certainly it became way more populated uh, once uh, the schools became integrated in New Orleans absolutely true yeah and uh, but no I just uh, we moved no we moved to Gentilly right so on. I'm actually a, a native New Orleanian that's, I guess that's where so. my family comes from um, I asked my other where she said, well you know near the Piggly Wiggly <laughs> the Piggly Wiggly oh yeah yeah sure I know the Piggly Wiggly on, uh, on Mirabu right I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> Think, like Mirabu and, and Prentice are Something. Is it yeah, still yeah. there? Um, uh, I don't I think know. it is. I'm Pigley not from room. here. Oh, you're not? I'm from Los Angeles. Come no. Yes. Yeah, so oh. I'm from the other LA. Yeah, oh, okay. Well. But so, so you you grew up here. You went to schools here and stuff like that. No, we moved up. Oh, you went to you went to. Uh, we moved Virginia. up. We moved up north when okay. I was uh, like five or something. But we always came back because my father's family was here, and I always felt, you know, I lived on Long Island for a long time, which is another shame. In my life, this is full of shame. Um, it is. Well, you I need to let go of all this, man. This is, you know, there's well, you Catholic. You know, I got the Catholic thing going. We're going to get to that. Don't worry. Okay, so that's, part of, that's part of the podcast. Don't. All worry. right. Whew. Um, all but, good time. But New Orleans just seemed so magical to me as a kid. Coming back here, it seemed so exotic compared to Long Island, which was just well, sure. drab and like boring. Sure. You come down here, and just the, the fragrance of the Audubon Park and the Spanish moss, which used to be everywhere, it just seemed so exotic. The street right. cars and all that stuff. It was just magical. Yeah, sure. And then the the old cemeteries and falling apart. You could see bones in there when I was a right, kid. Right, right. The decadence and appealed to you. The, well, yeah, decay would be more well, like that's, it. That's, that's, that's the root word of decadence. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean it yeah. in that sense, not in like the decadence parade. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a whole other aspect yeah, yeah, of yeah, here, yeah. living here. But, but you like that too, right? That's cool. Yeah. Get down with the community. I, I, on, yeah, no, I am. No, it's like, you know, it's once a year. In the, I live in the French Quarter. Okay, so well, I, you know, you know, yeah. it's not that frequent for me, but whatever. <laughs> oh, so you live in the Quarter. So you went to... Uh, Basically came down here, and then when did you move down here? When, when did you decide to come as a young man? Did you, did you go to college? Or, no, or I went just to... just a struggling I, artist? Or, you rode the rails for a bunch of years. <laughs> the rails? I was a hobo or, for a long time. Yeah, did yeah. you become yeah. a crack whore in the 80s? No, I, I, I just, just, just a whore. Uh, <laughs> I did, speaking of which, I did paint a lot of Harlequin romance. Speaking of whoredom, I, I did paint a lot of Harlequin romance novels. When I was, really? When I was, yeah, that's kind of how I learned to paint, was doing like kind of schlocky work. But it was kind of my apprenticeship in learning how to paint. So, cool. so like those like like schlock stuff, like Harold Robbins stuff. No, no the Harlequin romance. It was like a, a series, you know, where oh, like, okay. uh, housewives would buy them. You know, they'd have like the like like uh, what was the guy Fabio was like a model well, yeah, but, for a lot of that. See, kind I, of stuff. I went to high school with this girl named Adriana Robbins, and her dad was Harold Robbins. Right, really? He didn't write. Har- he didn't write. write no, but he wrote that same schlock like, stuff. He wrote thrillers, carpet right? baggers. Yeah, and um, and those covers, the covers of his book were that same stuff with like Fabio looking down at yeah, you know okay. Joan Collins you All know right. and Joan Collins you know pointing a gun at him and stuff like the right. same kind of thing but Har- Harold Robbins man he was fucking freaky that dude oh yeah I went to I went to her house anybody quite, with a lot of money yeah you know and especially he, he uh, liked yeah. those poppers man he's oh, like hey yeah. kill kids have, some, have <laughs> these poppers. you knew, you met Harold Robbins I met him get out because really? I went to high school with his daughter Adriana which he claimed later wasn't his daughter but yeah she lived in Class. his house Class guy, <laughs> yeah. nice. I'm sure yeah. she appreciated the it, shit out of that. Fucking filthy, fucking rich man. Filthy. Well, he rich. was one of the best-selling authors of the '60s. It yeah, was a, 
the carpet baggers. Yeah, keep it what right else? up there. Uh, <laughs> okay. What's, yeah, carpet um, baggers, and I don't know what the fuck. I didn't. Read I never any read of this book. I just tried to bang no. his daughter. That's what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> How'd that work out, Manny? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was all right. Those poppers worked. <laughs> oh, that's when you had the really good poppers. Yeah, man. not like the shit. You yeah, get today. The shit on the street. You know. <laughs> Since we're name dropping, I will say I did meet Fabio once. Actually. Oh, all right. Um, okay. really? You did poppers with him? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. You know, it's best to have something left to, somewhere left Where to go. Where did you meet you know? Fabio, of all places? Um, when I was doing um, book covers and things like that, there was a photographer in New York who would photograph uh, models for all the Harlequin. Harlequin was the largest publisher of yeah. books in the world at one time. I, wow. I think they published 30 titles a month, Jeez, man. which is more than any like Random House or anybody else combined. 30 titles a month. So they had a kind of a system where the, they'd hire an artist and the artist would hire models and there was a photographer. You had one hour and you have two models or whatever one right in costumes there was a costume selection you'd uh-huh. throw the costumes on them and the photographer had one hour and they'd put on a wind machine and yeah. you know, lights <laughs> you know, it's like, like a factory their, it's, it's basically it's it was a, a factory yeah, yeah. and they'd play music like you know okay we want like tempest, tempestuous music or something like right. that and so you had one hour to get it done and they you know um, I could tell you some stories so you about would that. art direct the as a, as, a, yeah. as the artist you would art direct the 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 lighting the and, shoot. Yeah, and the pose and then and you would take else. that photograph and, and illustrate it or yeah and um, Harlequin had it such a system down that you didn't even have to read the manuscript they would have a, 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 a cheat sheet yeah oh, synopsis no. <laughs> and there were these boxes it would say like you know hair color you know blonde oh nice brunette redhead and then um, jewelry you know rings and then um, oh and the hair color was it was blonde brunette redhead and raven haired. Raven, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like so. Manny has that raven hair. <laughs> yeah, good head of hair, man. I'm jealous. Yeah, well. He's got a powerful yeah, yeah. set of hair. Well, we could talk about my hair later if you okay, want, sure. how I keep it so. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, tell him your secret, man. I don't shampoo. I've heard this lately. This I, is have, a I have not shampooed my hair in, I, I can't, probably over 15 years. Really? I've not put one drop of Prell or, you know, anything like Soap, that. Soap, anything? What do you do? No, I just, I, I mean, I get it wet every time I shower, and I get it wet with hot water, and I just massage my scalp, basically. And, but I've never, ever shampooed. I haven't shampooed my hair probably since the late 90s. But no then, kidding. But then yeah. the other secret. When I was taking lots of drug tests, I would shampoo yeah, yeah. my okay. hair. <laughs> like that would wash it out. <laughs> you know, well, hopeful. You know, you always can be hopeful. Yeah. You know? They're not going to see this if I do it with Prell 74 times. You know? <laughs> and just for our listeners, like I, whenever I see you, you, you kind of have a Bogart-like yeah, I know. I, I've been told that before well, a lot. You know, our, our listeners can go on to the uh, Trouble Man podcast yeah. Instagram account yeah. and yeah. see photographs of, of Manny yeah. in, in uh, you know. But in my, it's funny. Of, uh, yeah, it's funny. If, if I could show up, if I could post some of my younger photos, which I have to find them. I don't know where they are because I'm living like a hoarder right now. Um, but yeah, I've heard that in the past. I was like, boy, especially like... Back in my younger days, when I was like in my thirties and stuff, and I'd wear suits and stuff, and it just and, sm- and I still smoked. Mm. Then I'd get it a lot. Boy, you you look like bogey, man. And then the freakiest thing was, is around 1992, I started dating this girl, and we dated for a couple of years. And she looked a lot like Bacall. Nice. It was the weirdest nice. thing. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty sweet, you know. And we'd get it all the time. And we'd go, you know, go to Hollywood and, you know, walk down the boulevard. And people thought we were an attraction, you know. Like, right, right, right. You know, like, they, you know, they just like take your picture. Bacall. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the people would be walking down and you'd see Batman and Robin. Right, Because right. that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. with the saggy ass Yeah. Oh, the funniest thing is. The funniest thing is, uh, what was it about just 12, 15 years ago when I took uh, my wife to L.A. for the first time? My then She was my girlfriend then. And I took her to Hollywood Boulevard and we're front of Grahman's Chinese and there's all right. the characters. Sure. They've got Princess Leia. they got Batman. they got, you know. And all of a sudden, the funniest thing is I see this. Uh, we go, this is, people are yelling. Go, what the hell's going on? And it's, and it's Batman 
is about ready to have a fight with these tourists from like Green Bay, these Packer fans. They had these Packer fans, and they're going to have a fight. It was like, what the fuck's going on? And there's like four Green of, Bay versus Gotham City. Yeah, 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 it was like four like you know cheeseheads right. who just came to Hollywood Boulevard, Grauman's Chinese theaters, put their feet in the cement and stuff right. like that. And all of a sudden they get in a fight with Batman. The funniest thing is I'm watching this, and all of a sudden Batman is by himself with these four cheeseheads, and all of a sudden fucking like Marilyn Monroe comes to back wow. him up. The Hulk comes behind wow. him. Charlie Chaplin <laughs> comes behind him. Super friends show up. Yeah. And it's this confrontation. And, and uh, it was the funniest thing. It's hilarious. And it was like, they just they were like, come on, what's going on? And finally, some dude from the Grauman's Chinese Theater just said, dudes, you know, told the guys, you ain't getting paid, basically, unless you move it along. You know, that kind right, of right, right, Cheeseheads right. calmed down. They were given, I don't know, they were given a free. They're volatile now, those yeah, cheeseheads. Yeah, I don't know if they're volatile. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. constipated, I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I have no, no that's idea. That's why they're so volatile. Yeah. Well, so Manny, the, getting back to your hair, I just want to oh, finish, okay. finish this note. <laughs> okay. So, so besides, besides the, the no shampoo, you have another secret that you learned from Christopher Walken, right? Oh, yes. I heard Christopher Walken, who has a br- beautiful head of hair mm. over the years, if you've ever noticed, if you've seen his films and stuff like that. Um, he says he's, he was asked the same question by some female reporter and I would just happen to be watching this interview with him it was like on you know Entertainment Tonight or you know I don't know what it was sure. but he said basically he goes he learned this trick from Anthony Perkins when they were in acting school like in Stella Adler or you know mm-hmm. Lee Strasberg back in New York that after you dry your hair, you know, towel dry it and you comb it and stuff like that, you just kind of pull at it. You gotta tug it. You tug it. Tug you it. tug it like I'm doing right now. You see what I'm uh-huh. doing? Yes. You tug we'll that. Take some pictures and put this on yeah. the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You just tug you your hair. Tug and it, and I've lo- painting happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> and, and look at his beautiful head of hair. Now, I've yeah. lost my hairline over the years. I used oh, to have please. a better But the part hairline. that you have looks fantastic. Well, I, I, I'm holding on. I think. Yeah, and I thank you. I, I, you know, chicks dig it still. I yeah, it's a good look. But I'm not letting them touch my hair. No, not even a tug a little bit. <laughs> not, not a bit, a light tugging. Well, it depends on what we're doing. Right, right. Yeah, but the, the only thing is, is I've noticed over the last fucking twenty years, whatever. Every time I go get my hair cut, like every once out of every hundred times I've gotten my hair cut over the last twenty years, I've had a barber just kind of go. Oh, okay. <laughs> because, you know, these hot summer days here, like in, right, here in New Orleans, right. and it gets really greasy. Hot summer days? That was a Harlequin romance. <laughs> Illustrated. Was there any hair tugging in that? Probably so. There might have Probably been some, some bodice busting, but I'm... Bodice busting? Bodice? Bodice? I don't you know. You say bodice, I say bodice. You know, I like to say the word charade as opposed to charade. <laughs> but, I think it's funnier. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Let's get back to you. So you, yeah, you get the Harlequin thing going, and then what happens then? You, you, this was in New York, right? You live yep. in New York. Yep. And then what happens? They, what happens? They just folded, or they, no, are no, they still I, going I, around? Or you, no, just, you I, just matured as an artist, and you started doing other things? It, you know, it, it paid the bills, and it, 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 it's how I learned to paint. Because like in, in the 1970s, when I went to art school. Nobody was really teaching traditional realism. It was completely passe. I had teachers like you know really try to get me out of the painting department, and they did succeed. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I I dropped out of school twice because you um, kept you kept saying that's the wrong way to cock, motherfucker. because <laughs> <laughs> no, because you wanted a painting to look like what it was what you're painting. I would paint very realistically, and at that right. time it was completely out of fashion. It is coming back, although conceptualist art and um, abstraction still. Um, they're almost the equivalent of what the academies were in the 19th century. They were very controlling. Everybody had to paint in a very realistic style. And that's where Impressionism was born. Uh, it was almost a revolution against the academies. But now the academies are run by conceptual art right. and academic. They're the, ac- they're the new academia. Right. Um, they're the academy that everybody was fighting against in the 19th century. And if you don't follow their... Orthodoxy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, you're considered out of, fa- you know, out of touch, out of fashion. But I just stayed with it. There were a couple of people in the department, but I, I did. I, I really was beaten down. I don't mean to sound like I'm pulling out the tiny violin. But, no, 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 you don't. Um, but I, I did drop out of school twice, and the second time was I was three months away from graduation. I just couldn't take it anymore. Right on. Well, you see, you have you have the courage of your conviction, Michael. That's that's what <laughs> what like that separates you from all those people you were in school with. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, some and, of the and most that in talent. <laughs> <laughs> but it's some of those arrogance. There was one guy who used to show up to class, 
you know, and he was an abstract painter, and he'd come in, he'd be chain smoking Galois, right? You know, course. he'd have like you know the white overalls, you know, the bib and everything else. He'd come uh-huh. in spattered with paint, you know, and smelled, you know, of course, a half hour, yeah, probably Un- unwashed. You know, half hour late for a class. Didn't Cri- shampoo his hair either. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had gorgeous hair though. <laughs> I don't. It was very unruly, but he looked very messy. Right. He'd have a white T-shirt and the overalls, you know, and oh, then he'd, he'd throw his painting in front of everybody else, and then he'd climb up on these racks where we'd store paintings, and he'd sit up there like you know, like a gargoyle. Oh, brother! Or like crossed with Buddha. I hate you know? him already, man. And you know, but everybody was intimidated by him. Yeah. And he did these big splashy Jackson Pollock paintings and stuff right. like that, and everybody was like very intimidated. And now I, 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 I was curious of a year or so ago. And what, he's, what now he's like, he teaches at Sarah Lawrence College. Oh, well, good for him. Good for him, man. He's yeah, probably still, I get, still getting a lot of young tail, you know. Uh, I, I can't speak to that, but um, no, it's just, just so funny just, that just, he became like he's like such such a, a rebel, and now he's like you know part of the system. Well, of course, so, that makes yeah, sense. But. Well, at least he's not selling shoes. <laughs> Which, you know, I think He's a lot probably of stealing shoes. Stealing shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Trading Remember shoes. Remember getting shoes like when you get like the service, you had that little machine, like, that little sliding thing to measure your foot. And the oh, guy yeah. Would oh, put, yeah. They actually put the shoe on your foot for you. Yeah. Right. That's, yeah. A pretty, that's a pretty dim job to have to put, you know, shoes on people's feet. Yeah. That's yeah. gone by the wayside, it, I guess. It right? has, but you, they still have the same job uh you know the, the, the same job is there it's just like everything else we farm out most of the work to the consumer now. right we put our own shoes yeah, on you have to put your own right. shoes on i used to the guy used to get on his hands and knees and yep. put your shoe yep. on your dirty foot for yeah you. no exactly that's a tough <laughs> that's gotta be a tough job <laughs> and your socks stink and all that kind of stuff they're, they're looking yeah. up at you i remember smiling. my mom like you know before you went to school you know, another school year sixth right. grade starting and stuff yep. like that a pair of all right me and my brother would go get shoes with my mom, and the right. poor guy would have to take off our shoes and get our size. You know, we'd be playing baseball or whatever, and it just reeked and stuff. Oh, our socks reeked. It's a tough, yeah, it's a tough socks, gig. Man. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, she calls you from the backyard. I know, says, well, I know, you know, I know. You're an active young man. Yeah, active an active, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, did you know? Just trivia for you: in the 19th century, the lowest level job you could get in New York, the most disrespected job, was a, a sandwich board guy. Really, the sandwich board because you were basically a just a. It's not great to now, and it you're either, just, you know? no, it's, it's kind of it hasn't gone up in status. Right. Now we have those. Board. Now we have those bubble things that blow up that figure that right. Well, those are hilarious, over. but you yeah. don't have to pay them. Yeah, you yeah. have to buy them. <laughs> right. You know? But um, the, what we do have the equivalent of the the sign spinners, the guy that stand stand out. That's a humiliating job. I don't know if you're really you know what I'm talking about. Those yeah. guys will have like the placards and they spin them around. They do all this acrobatic. Well, there's stuff. a guy. Um, uh, in I don't my know, it's neighborhood, better them than me. I just there's I a guy. Do that kind of you know, on, there's a guy in North Broad near Esplanade, right? Um, who's out there um, dressed as the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. and he just sits there with his headphones on, and he's got a sign, and it's for some income tax place, right? And he just sits Is it there, fast tax, yeah, something like that. And he just sits there and dances just the whole time. Fast tax. He just dances the whole fucking time, yeah. And you'll be at the red light watching this guy, and he's just dancing, and he's he's basically the equivalent of the sandwich board, yeah, guy. yeah. But he's enjoying it at least. I don't know well, yeah, how much he's pay, getting paid, or maybe he's like high on flocka, probably not or a something. lot. Probably, I think both. <laughs> He's getting paid very little, and he's high on Flocka. <laughs> you know, so. Are you familiar with Flocka, Michael? No, I was. Oh, you you got to get down with Flocka, man. Get down with Flocka. Is this oh, like man. Flotus? Because you, I, I, these oh, your no, art no. will change no, forever. No, your art will definitely, <laughs> will definitely. Like art school might not have had an influence on you, but Flocka surely will. YouTube, Please explain not just to uh, me, but to our listeners. Well, well the, uh, our, our, the troubled nation is familiar with Flocka, <laughs> but we'll we'll catch you up, Michael. So, Please. Flocka is uh, it's a it's a it's a craze that's sweeping the nation. It started in Florida, and it's working its way west. And it's they it goes by some other names, maybe bath salts or uh, it's a type spice. of bath salt. It's a type of it's a subset of bath salts. Yeah, but yeah. if you've ever you, if you look up Flocka on like on YouTube, YouTube or something like that, you will see people behaving in a way that is truly disturbing. It looks like someone out of one of these modern horror films like where they Walking move in like Dead. a herky-jerky way, like even looks like they're moving backwards or something. 
and they and convulse and in fact they're, they're insane it's it's insanity it's really it's like uh people say i felt like i was possessed by the devil so it's, I, a, it's a, I thought it was an acronym like no no, Otis it's, or no, no. <laughs> i don't i just thought it's it was not an acronym it's a, it's we don't drug. know what an acronym is okay you can't use those big words with oh. us. <laughs> it, it, it was all, it, it was like the equivalent like in the remember in the early 80s pcp people would oh yeah i'm sure angel it's Dustin. kind yeah. of something like that it's so like it's a, a, but worse it, for you than pcp yeah in fact he was yeah you speak with as one with experience for now well, man, Manny's taking a lot of PCP. He told me about it. Oh, my God. No, I'm, that's no I went to PCH. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. That was my that's high school. It. Right, right, no, that's no, right. No, no, PCP, I tried it once. It's, you know, you dip a cigarette and you smoke it and you just act insane. But fortunately for me, when I did it, um, I was on, actually, I was on the beach in, in, in L.A. and I just stood in my car for 14 hours, like, and ran the ran the, <laughs> the, the, engine, the engine. The engine of my car was on the whole <laughs> time. It ran the ran the the, uh, the tank dry. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is the upside of this drug? <laughs> there is no upside. Oh, Flocka, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think it's all Flocka, in it's fact, cheap. It's cheap. That's it's the, cheap, that's, and it's like yeah, you know, it's like basically if a meth head has no meth, and you say, hey, try this, is you know, uh-huh. it'll help you out, and you know, it'll give them the equivalent, you know, something like that. You'll feel it. You'll feel, you feel something. That's the right, thing. Let's, oh. let's move on about the flock. <laughs> okay, uh, all right, all right. You know, let's, right. Uh, let's, let's take a break. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a break and have round two. All right, Nation. Um, why don't you go get yourself a drink, and we'll be right back. And we're back. And better than ever. That's right. We have drinks. We have new drinks. That's right. That's what, you know, when I used to smoke, I remember getting a new pack of cigarettes. Um, always felt so hopeful to me because it's like, like a new start, you know, you got those, that full pack of 20 cigarettes that that concern is off of your mind, you know, you can, and you, can you pack them, really you do rest your ritual easy. with them. Oh, yeah, or, you pack them, you know, yeah. well, like in New Orleans, a lot of guys that the, the neighborhoods I would hang around in as a teenager, they would open them up from the bottom. Really? And, yeah. So if somebody wanted to buy a cigarette, you go, I haven't opened a pack yet, man. <laughs> but I'm pumped. No, that's a, that's, I'm, I'm, that's not even a joke. That's I'm serious. They really? Would, they would tear the the, the bottom, the bottom of the pack the of cools open. Boy, that <laughs> is fucking. But is that even a good excuse? Like, well, they're not open yet. You, well, you have a full pack. Like, give me one. Well, right? yeah, no, because I, I haven't opened the pack. Right, right. but I don't know. That's it. Used to work. I, I never I, did it, but I saw a lot of people do it. Anyway, we're moving on from Flocka to uh, back to Michael D's. Oh, and who's our guest tonight? Our everyone? guest, Mr. Michael D's. Speak up, say something. Howdy, howdy. There you go. World famous <laughs> artist. Mm. So, so Michael, is it correct that that uh, you are the painter of the most viewed painting in the history of mankind? <laughs> God, as 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 uh, as, as what uh, certified by the Guinness people, Guinness Book of World Records. Is that true? I think it may be because Michael Michael painted the uh, the yeah. Columbia. Pictures logo, right? That's true. Yeah. Like when was like twenty years ago? They 20, commissioned you to. It was over twenty five years. It was nineteen ninety one. So it's just, it just over twenty five. The years. lady with the torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us how that went down. Now they didn't tell you uh, we're Columbia Pictures. Please give us a price, right? No, actually, uh, I had an agent at the time, and um, um, but can I just ask you, like, that's really in the Guinness Book of World Records? Sure, it is. Yeah, you're not making this up, right? Maybe. <laughs> See that's how Renee is. Like, I'm See, I'm in the book too. Are you for excessive masturbation? <laughs> yes. That's true too. That's true. Let's too. come back to that, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, we're um, I was on flock at the time, but anyway. <laughs> oh. But go ahead. Oh, spit up, Michael. <laughs> get it all out. Get it all out. I do still smoke. And by the way, you know, we have a friend who just won a huge. Uh, lawsuit. Yes, and we won't go to specific, but it's about causing cancer. I just don't yes. understand why certain companies can be held liable for causing cancer, whereas you know Philip Morris and um, well, Reynolds. you know they did the the, the uh, keep that mic right on your chin there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Beer is dripping a little bit. Oh, Sorry, cool. I don't want to well, wreck you can, your mic. You can take it away from from your face to drink. And the, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Renee. Okay. All right, so getting back I feel better to now. Col- was it Columbia? Uh, the, the, the well, the the painting the, that the Michael painting, painted. Yes. So you were contacted by your agent, but it was like a blind contact. Yeah, Explain that's how right. That went. Yeah, I, I tell the people. I don't know how this the inner workings of the the art. <laughs> I'm an goes. illustrator, or was anyway. I don't know what I am now. But you're a painter. I make pictures. Yes. Okay. Um, so, but um, yeah, I was. Um, 
I got a call from my agent that we have a, 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 a logo commission, but I, I don't really have any details. So they're going to send it to you. They're being very secretive about it. So, you know, I was living on Governor Nichols Street in the French Quarter at the time. So right. I got this package. There was no explanation. I just started going through these pictures. There was old reference photographs and things like that. And I went, oh, my God, they want me to do this painting for Columbia Pictures. Oh, so you knew, but, but you'd, ar- you'd already accepted the, the job? I had, I'd, yeah, pretty much. And they negotiated I, the price and all, right? Yeah, my like, agent wouldn't tell me. He said, oh, it's sort of like the Statue of Liberty with the Empire State Building and some clouds in the background. He, he couldn't be specific. So I said, like, yeah, I'll, sure. Um, and, uh, you know, but I opened this box and suddenly so went, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it turns yeah. out there were other illustrators who had been commissioned to do the same painting at the same time because okay. you know they want to they want to hedge their bets and they want right. sure yeah. why you not? Know, so um, um, they didn't. It was kind of a low-paying job because it was sort of a, a composite. Um, it, there was no guarantee it was going to be used. So right. I was like, but I threw myself into it just because that's. I feel like as a, an illustrator, it doesn't matter what you're being paid. Even if you're being paid, like, a, yes. I mean, I did seventy-five dollar illustrations, spot illustrations for textbooks, but I always put my heart into it. I'm sure with you as because a you're song, an artist, Michael. Yes, well, but because if you're not going to do that, why fucking even do it, man? It's just you want to make a beautiful piece, and it doesn't matter yes. the price. It, of is, course, we're doing it God's work here, man. What the fuck? I'm serious. No, I mean, like, you know, look if you, if you don't, if this doesn't mean more than anything to you, fucking please do something else that does. Well, I, it, it, I think it, in any profession, whatever you do, you have to do your best, and you have to love what you're doing. That's the most important thing. I don't know if I I love what I do sometimes, but but I think that's the key to to being happy is to really put your everything into what you're doing and to love what you're doing and have a sense of pride in it. Yeah. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best I can with it. I never thought it would be used, and I can't imagine. I, I'm, I'm still surprised 25 years later or more that it's still That you used. are the most viewed painter in the history of the, of the, of the <laughs> I don't universe. know if that's true. I'm I don't pretty think sure that's, that's true, Well, as long Michael. as Columbia is still around, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they might movies. change. They change the logo every, like, you know. Actually, this has had a good run, but they generally change it every 10 or 15 years. Well, I, fuck those know, guys. I'm a... I, you know, I consider. Yeah, I love. Don't say that, right? No, no, no. God bless. I, them. I love those guys. God bless those guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I kind of remember that uh, there was a. For, I don't know if you remember. There was this uh, movie company back in the forties or fifties called Screen Gems. Yes, sure. uh-huh. yeah, yeah. it was a division of Columbia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of had the same thing. Yep. The woman with the torch. Yeah, too. it's been around. The image yeah. has been. Columbia is um, is a, a feminine form of Columbus. You know, and she's right. the goddess of North America, right. and the, but the name derives from Columbus. So, okay. you know, the image is—it's um, it, been around for a long time. Right. And um, you just did your take on it. I yeah. did the 1990s, now yeah. 2018 yeah, version Jesus, of it. Man, so, you're going um, strong. Man. Well, you know, it, <laughs> now how big is that painting in actual life? That, that it's you, not very large. It's maybe no. about three feet wide at the most. I was very pleased because uh, I was very. Um, throw like that Columbia loaned the original painting for my exhibition. Now the, the girl, no, the she's ass. married. She's got um, um, two kids. She's great, <laughs> wonderful person. She and she did it for almost nothing. I mean, because I wasn't getting paid very much at right. the time, and I don't. Well, she has I'm, to be happy that she's immortalized. She, uh, she is. And, oh, here's a good juicy story for you. Is that I um, like those? It does. Um, the the model her name is Jenny and she posed for me um, as a favor more or less I, I think she got seventy five dollars wow. for it but but Pretty it does damn. look a the little movie like studios just grind people down man. well no I, I paid her out of my own pocket because, but that was probably like half of what you're getting I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding but here's the <laughs> funny thing true. is that Annette Benning for years people have thought, thought that it was the, her Annette Benning and people have asked Annette Benning repeatedly, like, are you the model for this thing? Uh-huh. And it does admittedly look like... I see the resemblance, like, yeah. yeah. There is, and eventually she was being interviewed by Roger Ebert and said, well, yeah, actually it is me. They did... Oh, oh really? And uh, I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Now, now wait a minute. So I, I felt bad for, for Jenny because she... It is... It has been a source of pride for her and her kids. Her kids are so proud sure. of her mom. Oh, fuck it, And Benny, so I wrote... Man. I sent her... I wrote an email to Roger... Roger Ebert before he passed away, and I sent a, a reference photograph uh-huh. right of on. Jenny posing, you know, excellent in the, in Kathy Anderson's studio. She photographed right, the sure. painting, the, the, the great the, Kathy Anderson, the yeah, wonderful yeah. human being. Yes. 
and I said, and he he challenged um, Annette Benning, and she finally admitted, like, well, no, it's right on, Michael. <laughs> Good. Good. Right on, Michael. Right. <laughs> Her response is, well, they told me it was me holding, <laughs> holding the feet to the fire. You I like see, it, Nation, man. there are times when you can win. You can, you can win. That's right. overcome. You, you, you nation. I, I don't, to the truth, man. I don't think I'll be a welcome guest in the Warren Beatty household uh, you know, any, they, anytime uh, soon. You, know, you might be surprised. You know, some of those those big bigs big wigs like it when you take them down a notch. Uh, you know. Okay. Well, she's busy right now feeding him oatmeal, you know, pretty much up in the Hollywood Hills. I mean, he's got to be in his 80s now, so they're going, I used to be a heartthrob, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. still a good-looking man. Um, so, Michael, so, that, so that's a, 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 when it shows up on the screen, it's, it's in super giant proportions, right? Yeah. But then you've also done paintings that are in a much smaller scale so you've, you you have are the painter of a whole series of u.s postal stamps right like really high quality well stamps. i don't know about the quality well, part I but mean, like the <laughs> portrait yeah. stamps like so you, yep. like the james dean stamp yep. you're the you're the painter of yep the uh elvis. edgar Allan poe uh poe no elvis no, oh, no. i thought you were the elvis no. some no. of the other ones you've done a number of them though Maryland? i've done uh, i did Marilyn. Yeah. yeah um i did Marilyn. that sounds wrong um, <laughs> you did, right. Marilyn. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who didn't? I guess, right? I um, but uh, no, I've not, I've painted. Uh, I think twenty-one postage 21 stamps. Twenty-one postage stamps. And, uh, Jesus Christ! Yo. Now those are, don't. They're not small, right? You, the, the paintings are bigger than. <laughs> they, uh, my uncle says, like, "You paint each one by hand, like you know, all five hundred million of them." Yeah. Um, no, um, but they, they, yeah, they did used to require that they be kept small because of um, the really? printing. Like if, if you know, when they reduce it in, in size um, in scale, that if it has too much detail, then it all becomes mucky. Ah, so, but now they have micro printing, so they can get exquisite detail. In fact, there's often things in a postage stamp that. Um, to prevent counterfeiting, who would waste their time counterfeiting Stamps, a stamp? Right, right, I don't right, know, right, but right. but they do have anti-counterfeiting devices, including like um, type in the stamp that's invisible to the naked eye. Wow. You have to use like a, a magnifying loop to see it. Wow! And um, so yeah, wow. um, and they have varnishes. So that, are you do are you you're dealing with the U.S. Postal Service, and is, isn't that a, a so your agent was contacted by the U.S. Postal Service or the government to do a stamp? Um, the Postal Service. Initially, yeah, contacted my agent. Now I'm, I, I don't have an agent. I haven't had one for years because they're just <laughs> they, they're like art galleries. They just make everything more expensive for the buyer. And, right, right. And, and the artist gets, le- yeah, yeah. gets less. So, um, so I've been re- you know representing myself for a long time. But there are some fine art galleries that don't get me so wrong. So what was it like dealing with the government? I mean, isn't the, isn't the U.S. Postal Service part of the government? Or is sure. it just a... a sure it is. Uh, I don't even know. Or yeah, absolutely. Know. It's, it's a branch of the government. Of the government. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, because they yeah. Have their, but they have their own general, though, they, don't they? they? Well, they, they have the a post, general. The postmaster general. Yeah, yep. the postmaster yep. general. He doesn't have any artillery or anything. Well, <laughs> you know, but, you know. There was uh, the, one of the postmaster postmasters general when I was working for them was uh, Marvin Runyon and I forget who the president I forget who was president at the time but he had a, a grudge against FedEx okay because FedEx was really cutting into right. this is in the 1990s and they were really cutting into the US postal services businesses and sure. he during a, a, a meeting of the art directors, like somebody hand delivered him a FedEx envelope, and he, without even opening it, he <laughs> tore it up and threw it in the garbage. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Man, I like um, that. Yeah. So, um, but now I think there's a collaboration with uh, Postal Service and FedEx. Yeah, I'm not sure, it. but yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, you know, uh, contrary to what Donald Trump says, like the the Postal Service is turning a profit. Yeah, they like make thanks money. largely. Due to Amazon, you know, do you remember that little controversy? Like Trump said, like uh, sure, sure, that Amazon yeah, yeah. was getting some kind yeah, of like because he hates Jeff Bezos, yeah, some crazy because he owns the Washington yeah. Post. It's crazy, yeah. yeah. So it's, and uh, but actually, the uh, Amazon is like actually helping the Postal Service to keep on its feet. And I if you think it. about it, like sure. the price of a stamp. I mean, you just you don't have to leave your house. Your letter can go to oh, Hawaii. I know. Complain. come on, it's a huge value. Yeah, it's it's hard to beat that. So you've done twenty one of these stamps. Now, how how so? 
I, I thought they were big because I, I've seen in your in your home you have that uh, that James Dean portrait, and that's not from the stamp or that did, yeah no they that did, I I, I used to have big. really good eyesight yeah. and I could I could paint very fine you'd, detail. You'd have some brush, brushes that had like one hair on them, right? Well, that's no, but I have no? some. Like, <laughs> tell them it's three. Just, three. just say you know, when it's I, abs- like when I say you're the most it's absolutely the most viewed painter. Complete. Say yes when I say you have brushes. See, I'm starting to believe him, them. Manny. Look, help me here. Well, I don't know what's listen, true or not. Everything's in a roll. Everything's in a roll. You know? Look, especially in this, yeah. this this post-truth age that we're living in, it's just words. Words are just sounds that I make with my my lips and my tongue. You're doing a good job because even I even <laughs> I believe what you're telling me. Good, good, good. Uh, so, yeah. so now, what are you doing now? I'm talking to you guys. I think. Oh, I, yeah, I know that, <laughs> but uh, I've, I've, I'm painting for myself, which is, just is for difficult. Um, Have you had any openings lately, or no. you know? Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I've seen. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't. I don't think I've seen you in a long time. When's uh, the last time I've seen you? I, mean, I, I don't you. know. Yeah. Well, well Manny, before we start doing this podcast, you and I were seeing each other like twice a year. Right. I know. I know. And then you and wrote love me in. On, yeah. And you, you know, wrote so. me in on this thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I'm happy to do. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. having fun. No, I'm, I'm, I was it a little nervous a, coming here and I, I'm very now flattered. Not, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm well, the, 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 the uh, Shemay uh, yeah, yeah. helps a great show. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. you're we're doing all right, man. You're doing fantastic, We're here. But, all right. So, Renee, we usually talk about things that have troubled us in the past week or so. And, we we saw each other last week, right? Sure did. But let's let's talk about. We just posted a new a new show, right? You yes, just, yeah, yeah. We posted. Uh, what's uh, it called? It's called Surfside PTSD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, he comes up with this stuff. It's hilarious. And I don't remember the show. Is it from last week's show? Is yeah, it it's last week's show. And, okay. And, and the title comes from you're you're talking about as a as a teenager being on the Santa Monica Beach. Oh, during the Fourth yes, of July, 4th of July and how yes. all the homeless. Um, uh, Vietnam, Vietnam veterans would, f- would would go into flashbacks fu- yeah. with all the fireworks. Yeah. Okay. Really? All right. So yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a horrible. Yeah. Just, check out the podcast. Yeah. Michael. Check out the podcast. We, we don't have time to rehash a, it all this year. But that is a serious PTSD oh. thing. I, I thought it was like an exaggerated. It is a real phenomenon. Oh, for sure. And it, you know, it can happen to all of us in some minor way. But that's a, a huge thing. It's Look, like man, all it takes is a sound. Check out the yeah. podcast, people. It's mm. it's brilliant. It's it, it's the one thing that because everyone celebrates Fourth of July as Americans, and we have the hot dogs and we have the burgers and stuff. For, but for me, there was about four or five years where it just freaked the fuck out of me because I saw in person what it did to some people, and you know, just the fireworks and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and how our country you know which bleeds red white and blue treats their veterans and, and stuff there are repercussions like, for actions yeah. you know you like yeah. you, you do things and 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 then yeah. the country moves on but some people can't move on because they right. re, they've, yeah. they've given their young lives yeah. and, and ultimately their entire lives because right. you know they're they've they've been changed in some fundamental way that you can't go back you know you, there's certain things you can't unsee but the thing that happened over the weekend that we didn't talk about, well, we're going to talk about now, is the uh, New Orleans host of the Essence Fest. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Thai kids, but we'll get to that. Essence Fest. Could I add one thing to what Renee was just saying? Is like, what is galling is that there are these veterans who've served, including my father, I'm trying to deal with the Veterans Administration right now, is a nightmare. But there are people who served and gave limbs. Sure. um, And yet you think of congressmen and senators, they serve one term in Congress, and for the rest of their lives, they get full salary, yeah. right. full health insurance, and, we're and free haircuts. <laughs> like for, I mean, for the rest, I mean, well, I don't know and about we're the paying for it. But it, these the men who put their lives on the line, yeah. men and women, yep. and they get treated like garbage. Yeah. And these yeah. senators, these congressmen, these, I know it's, I'm saying a, tr- a, a, a trite thing. Hey, why do I keep running? <laughs> yeah, you know, man, he's going to keep running till uh, till he get that retirement plan. But it is outrageous. These these politicians, just like both the left and the right, yeah, are just it, I, it's, I'm just appalled. Well, that's the thing. It's well, like when when Trump was campaigning, he kept calling Hillary a liar, and I'm thinking to myself. They're all liars. Yep. Sure. They're all liars. Of course. Of course. It's like, like yeah. he's not a liar. Yeah. Well, look, you know, going back to uh, the Civil War, they said about the Civil War, it was a rich man's war and a poor man's fight. And I think, you know, with the exception of uh, World War II, where everybody went and fought, mm. and maybe World War I, where a lot of people went mm. and fought, you know, a lot, of, a lot of Ivy League people went and fought, you know. True. But since, since World War II, it seems like they're all... Uh, 
rich men's yeah. wars and poor men's fight. Yeah. I ain't no yeah. senator's son. That's yeah, right. silver spoon and all that kind. Of, but uh, the Thai, the Taiwanese boys, they got out. We t- they got out, you know. Yeah. Oh, and and I so la- on last week's show we talked about the uh, the the they just been discovered alive. None, they were all still in there, and we were the subject we were talking about was how how um, the how happy they all looked, of course, to be found, but how they were all still alive and sitting there in good condition. And I was saying that I was contrasting that to. Like number one, how does anybody live for ten days without water? Well, I found it out in the in, in the, the the past week. They were actually were drinking water that was dripping going the, through oh, the huh. cave ceiling. Right. Yeah. So you know, just like all caves have you know stalagmites and tights from water going through. That's what they were drinking. Is this water that was coming off wow. the cave ceiling? Um, no food. And part of the podcast, we were saying how if that had been American kids, they wouldn't have lasted three days. <laughs> but how, you know, the, the ties are so much tougher. Now, I, I read an article yesterday about those specific kids. Turns out they're members of these religious and tribal minorities that are in the region of Thailand that borders Myanmar. And they're highly discriminated against. Mm-hmm. So these are, are like the, on the lowest rung. These kids are on the low, from the lowest rung of oh, Thai God, society. Really? And, and the soccer team that they play on is a team that will take anybody. They'll, and they, it's, it's set up for these disadvantaged kids who you know, have, have you know, so much racial discrimination against them in Thailand. And you know their parents suffer from it. And I'm sure they, you know, it's economically, I'm sure it's 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 global, you know, and, and its impact. So they have this this uh, soccer team that they established a few years ago, and it's you know for these these kids. And and so when we were saying that, you know, not only are they tougher than Americans because they're Thai, and all <laughs> most right. Thais are tougher than Americans. They're the, some of the toughest Thais because they... They're have, the grunts. They yeah. have gone through this, yeah. you know, they're, they really do, they're really at the bottom of society, and it just makes you, you know, feel so much more the for The only kids. thing that, were, you know, freaked me out is they missed the game they had to play. Yeah, you know? they had to forfeit. Manny had money on the game. Yeah, I had money on the game. And now I found out, I just found out, Michael... You can that. laugh into the mic, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's part of the show. Don't, don't, don't pull the microphone away from your yeah. face when you laugh. <laughs> what I found out man. also is that now they've been trapped in this hospital for three days. They can't get out of this hospital. They yeah, but they been... got that good hospital food, man, yeah, like yeah. we talked about yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. And, and they got uh, film contracts going there, Yeah, right? that's right. Oh, man, they're going to tell their story. I think Johnny Depp is going to play the... Uh, he's going to play the coach. Right. Coach. Yeah, yeah he's going to make up. He's yeah, going to yeah. put some, some eyeliner on or yeah, something. Yeah, he's going to play the coach. You drag... I feel bad for that coach because the coach was only 23 years old. I know, I know. You know, I know. he's just, just like, a kid himself, He's just a kid himself. It's like... And look, that guy stayed in there last, and he was the most uh, he was in the worst shape because he gave he didn't eat anything he gave all the food he had to the kids hmm. right yeah and he was still apologizing you know when it coming out you know which I, I understand you know but uh but holy moly man what an incredible story and did you but saw yeah, the go ahead there, there's a movie from the 50s of Elia right into that mic yeah. i'm sorry okay there's a movie in the 1950s, like uh, with Ilya Kazan movie um, with Kirk Douglas about a kid who falls into a well. And this okay. is something that kind of happens, like seems like every 10 years. If you've ever seen the movie 12 Monkeys, right? Um, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. like Bruce Willis, oh, that kid, he's going to live. Like, and then you know he's like not crazy. Well, I remember in the 70s so watching a, that girl who fell in the well sure. yeah. from Texas or whatever right, the hell. Right, right. You know, but the problem is I have is She's like, a grandmother now. Yeah, she's a grandmother? Yeah, she's probably like, you know, 40. <laughs> yeah, thirty-five, I don't thirty-five, know. forty. But I mean, do they still have wells now? Do they still? Well, have, you know, I think even at that time, that girl that fell in that well, it wasn't like an active well. That's it was like a, a, a condemned well and out of commi- uh, What do they call a decommissioned well? What was her right. baby? Je- what was her name? Even? Jessica. Jessica. Baby, baby Jessica. Jessica. There you go. Who fell in but the it's, well. It's just so. It's so. I. But here's the story, and, and not to diminish like the horror of this thing, like these kids, what these kids went oh, through. Yeah. But it just seems like this recurring news story in the media, just like in this Elia Kazan movie, like they just. They just 
it is about the media that movie I can't remember the title of it but um, they just they just yeah. pounce on this right. yeah. incident and like sure. to sell newspapers yeah um, well, and the exploitation leads, Michael that's what they say in the newspaper business oh <laughs> uh-huh. you gotta bleed the rock <laughs> you gotta bleed the rock alright listen nation we have time for one more round I think don't we um, oh god you're really ahead of me here yeah, <laughs> you can catch up Jesus we have Christ. time because Michael needs one right and it's your turn Renee it is, it is. But, um, we should make some sound effects here. Okay, like, there we go. All right. There we go. There we go. I heard in a, it. In a, in a very, like, Let's um, get our bartender. Picturesque very bar good. from the 19th century. You know, actually, uh, right? well, as, as I'm finishing this drink, let me, let me tell you a story, and it's kind of drink-related. So this friend of mine texted me the other day. He said, uh, I just got over three days of being in the hospital with pancreatitis. God. So I thought I was going to die. He goes, I the, literally thought I was going to die. What is like that? extreme abdominal pain, like super acute abdominal pain that radiates towards your back, I think. Oh, my God. He said, he said I literally thought I was going to die. And like the doctors weren't saying, you're not going to die. They're like, yeah, this is bad. Um, so I said, uh, uh, so he texted this to me. I was like, oh, God, that's horrible. I said, was it from booze? He goes, yep. I said, I said, well, how so? And he said, well, you know, I, I'd cut back over the last six months. I was really hardly drinking at all. And then, you know, I'd have cocktails on gigs, you know, but hardly any, any during the rest of the time. He said, then my birthday came up and I Partied. started drinking back yeah. like I was before. And the doctor said, that's what it was. It was, uh, you know, going back hard after the layoff. I said, well, so you're telling me I, it, I should just pursue the steady as she goes. Uh. Well, that's true. That's so fucking true because I feel that same way. It's like, you know, it's like I figure, okay, I partied all weekend and then Monday comes around. And I'm sitting there going, well, I can't party like I did last night or Saturday night. But I still have to have one because if I don't have any, then it's, the pain's going to come. You can't just kick it like that with the booze because the liver and the kidneys and the pancreas will just say, fuck, what are you doing to me? I need some of that. Well, you see, I feel fine when I don't drink, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, 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 it, it did give me pause when he, when he said, uh, you know, it was the up and down. I thought, okay, well, uh, good to know. It is a literal dependency, like, that, like what, just what Manny is saying, that your body comes accustomed to this and decided to cut off the supply. Right. So that's why I, I like the word wean. You have to just wean yourself off of it. Do you? you? Just, uh, at times I do. I wean oh, myself okay. off of it. But at the same time, what I do is I just make a switch. So I'm weaning myself off the booze, but then I'm smoking tons of the pen. You know? Okay. You know, or I'm fucking, you know, making a, uh, you know, a barrel of nachos. <laughs> you know, <laughs> being a glutton with the nachos, you know, and stuff like that, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. So, uh, you know, but I think I think you have to, like Michael, you know, you have to wean yourself up. You can't just, you know, especially. No, I agree. But the thing though is, like, if you do go back, yeah, with any addiction, be it cigarettes, alcohol, or whatever, you will quickly go back to the. You start right oh, back yeah, to oh, yeah, where yeah, you yeah, were, yeah, and if yeah. not exceed it. If you're smoking, yeah. one you know, pack this a day, is AA theory. We all understand but this, Michael. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm yeah. stating the obvious. I've been doing it for 50 years, so that's cool. <laughs> you know, I have a just to to, to pivot off this. Uh, I was driving down Carrollton Avenue today, and uh, I saw that you know they have all that work going on between say. Uh, you know, Canal and Tulane Avenue. So it's down to one lane. So I thought, well, I won't go back that way. I'll go back another way. Yeah. So, you know, but of those the streets that run in that direction, major streets, major throughways, you have Carrollton, you have Jeff Davis, Jefferson Davis Parkway, you have uh, Broad. So I thought, well, I'll take Broad. That's close to where I'm, I'm going to wind up. So I'm going on Broad. Guess what? They have work on Broad, too. Broad goes down to one lane. Oh, yeah, by the, power, uh, uh, the station. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. the pumping station. Yeah, by the station. Now, um, you know, I'm no project manager, for sure, but can we get somebody working for the city of New Orleans who can have a little bit of foresight and think, okay, these major throughways that go in, you know, these, these uh, north-south directions... Can we at least leave if just work on one of them at a time, not work on all of them at the same time? Well, that's the problem. They work at all at the same time, but then they 
they stop working on one project and they go just like you know my contractor. But he, they leave it down to one lane. Yeah, they yeah, leave yeah, it down. Keep yeah, it yeah, up we'll come for, back to it in a week or two. You know, you fucking deal with it. For people who are not from New Orleans who are listening to this, I don't think anybody will understand this if they're from, not from here. But for like the last five years, there's been this epic construction going on throughout the city. Right. Um, yeah. It's like building this the Panama Canal and the pyramids all at the same time and no matter, it is so mismanaged it is a, a and, whole and done it done by the three stooges done by uh, Mo Larry Curly and like Abbott and Costello as yeah, yeah. well it's just it's completely um, um, it's incompetence at its most epic level and yeah. if you don't live here, I'd, I've never seen anything like it in the years I lived in New York and Brooklyn. This is crazy. The city is so messed up with the streets and everything else. It's yeah. like, it's epic. Well, they don't do any work on it, and then they do work on all of it at once. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's like uh, I'm having a work done on my house right now, and all of a sudden my contractor goes, well, I got some guys. They're going to be here tomorrow. And it's just like, well, tomorrow comes and goes and stuff. But he's got he's got projects going on all over mid city. He's you know, right. he's, and so he takes his crew and he says, "All right, you need to do the uh, drywall over here one day, and then do theirs." And so it's and like, then they disappear, yeah, and they disappear. Yep. And but at the same time, I've have a, I had a porta potty in my front of my house for the last four months, you know, which it's uh, nice it's, to have a second bathroom. Huh? <laughs> it is. Yeah, well, that's what I'm building. And it's very it's stylish. Like, yeah, it's very uh, stylish, you know. But it was funny too because I had that porta potty in front of my house during Jazz Fest. And I thought, yeah, I'll just charge people five bucks and twenty five cents a square. Ever the yeah. entrepreneur, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty five cents a square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, hey, what's happening, man? Hmm. Um, so where are we at, kids? Uh, I guess it's uh, time for my round. So uh, we're gonna. You just, better hurry. We're, they're we're just closing gonna, up. We're just gonna leave a hole right here and. All right, Nation, go get yourself another drink because we're with Michael D's oh. and we're clicking glasses. We're having one more round before we go. All right, let's go. We're back for the uh, third trimester of the Trouble Men podcast. I think it's the first time we've done a third round. Uh, it's not the first time you and I have done a third round. <laughs> well, with a guest, maybe. Oh, no, actually, uh, no. no. I remember, uh, actually, yeah. with the, 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 the first guest we actually had. I love this. Man, he's that, struggling with his pen right my now. My pen is freaking out. Oh, there it is. Pardon. There it is. Okay, my pen's <laughs> yeah, freaking it's out. two-handed High technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the first guest we actually had was was done here in the ring room. It was Mr. Jeff Treffinger. You're perhaps familiar with Jeff Treffinger, a great uh, uh, draftsman, uh, musician, producer, uh, father. And, no, he's not. He's but, not familiar with uh, no, I'm going to keep talking. I know the name. It doesn't name. matter. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but uh, for technical reasons, we, we hadn't worked out the microphone situation. See, we all have nice, uh, hot Close mics. These are 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 or these are unidirectional mics, which means they're only picking up right where it's you're pointing it. Nice. So the at the time that we recorded with with uh, this guest, we had an omnidirectional mic that it was so loud, it's so we couldn't use it. That's called ambiance, isn't it? Yeah, it was. No, these have ambiance. You know, they're gonna. You're gonna hear some reflection off this wall. You're gonna hear the some scraping of chairs soon in a few minutes. Well, you're gonna. You're gonna don't he- do that. Oh, that's, sorry. That's, uh, no, we don't <laughs> need anybody. Well, I'm surprised we, we haven't heard Yolanda yet. Yolanda was here. She she's actually warming up to me. You know, okay. it takes it takes me a while for some people. They they get a look at me. They let's see the look on my face. Look in my eyes, and they. You know, as as William Burroughs said, you know, when he was a kid, a father of a friend of his walked in and took one look at him. He said, that kid looks like a sheep-killing dog. Wow. And, you know, I I feel like people kind of have that same take about me, and I'm not sure why. Maybe I am. I've never had that thought uh, about you, Renee, that you're a sheep-killing dog. Well, you you don't know, you know. Who's so, Yolanda though? She's warming up to you. What does she this mean? She is Yolanda's one of the, the lady that works here. Yeah. She and she comes in and scrapes the chairs over the floor. Now, when they, I, yeah, they close up here in about a few minutes. They mm-hmm. close up, so she's got to like clean the floor. Us out yeah, here. she's going to say uh, hello, boys. Get the fuck out of here. But she's not here yet. Now I have a bit of advice. Oh um, yeah, I always like to drop some advice on the nation. Uh, the troubled nation. Troubled nation. Troubled listeners. Troubled. Troubled men. So, yeah. you know, when you're leaving the club at night, going out into the dark, you're uh, 
subject to uh, police harassment, police uh, contact, good thing to do is go use the restroom before you leave. Because, God forbid, you actually make contact with the police mm-hmm. and you wind up sitting in the back of a police car. That would be bad enough. The only thing worse is sitting in the back of a police car and you really got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> or you forgot to wipe. Well, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. that might be good. That might help you when you finally get to central lockup. Yeah, I'll but, take uh, the breathalyzer, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. But but no, you don't want to be you don't want to be sitting there, you know, in a weakened condition. In that, you know, now you have to beg this police officer who you don't want to have to talk to. You know, like they always say, don't don't give any information, mm-hmm. right? If you're in custody, you want to be able to clam up. Well, if you got to pee, you know, you got to beg. Yeah, you know, it's like so. Mm. So, yeah. nation, take my advice. The easiest thing in the world, go use the restroom before you leave the club. Use the restroom. Oh, God, there's this, this movie. It's a really bad movie, but there's a couple of good lines in it. It's, it's called Bucket List with Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm familiar with it. I haven't yeah. seen it. But yeah, yeah, there's a great line that Nichol- and Nicholson's like this multimillionaire, and he takes Morgan Freeman, who's dying, on, to do his bucket list and all this kind of stuff. And, and he's got this assistant. And Nicholson's nowhere to be found. All of a sudden, he comes out of this room, and he's, God, what does he say? He says, listen, here's a word of advice to you, one man, a young man. Here's a word of advice. Never, um, never waste a boner. Oh, that's okay. I'm going to try to elevate this conversation. It won't be hard. <laughs> Please edit um, this out. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just, no, I, I, pre- I prefer to work my way out of the hole rather than just pretend I was never in the hole. Um, so I, I, I was thinking of this great Christopher Hitchens quote the other day. You know Christopher Hitchens, course, the yeah. great polemicist, uh, monologist, uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Difficult uh, human. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah, he's so smart. Jesus Christ, yeah, man! You like to show people he's smart. Well, yeah, yeah. and you know, but he, it's it's really funny though because when you come out of that, like, uh, um, what do they call it? Uh, English uh, um, school system. They call it public school, but yeah. it's really private school. Yeah. But you know, they all rape each other in those things, right? You know that. Well, like, the British uh, have a very peculiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Anyway, so about. that that being said, so uh, Manny's giving me a pain look. <laughs> what they rape each other? In these oh yeah, schools? it's like a tradition of like you go to to away to English boarding school, these private schools. And these are boys' schools. Boys' schools. And yeah, they, the upperclassmen have sex with the younger, the underclassmen, and it's like a thing. It's a rite like of passage. It's, it's a creepy thing. <laughs> But oh, it's a God. thing. I know, I know. It's a man, man, he's looking like he's never heard this before. <laughs> okay. He's, he's horrified. So, uh, yeah. so are we all. It's, it's a horrifying thought to all Americans. Right. So which what's we, your you know. point? So anyway, Christopher Hitchens, uh, I love this quote. He says, I knew I'd lost my looks when only women wanted to fuck me. <laughs> oh, God. Has anybody seen this like this thing on Netflix recently? The uh, a very British scandal with Hugh Grant. No, no, it's, no, I it's, haven't seen um, it. It's painful to watch, um, but it's he's br- painful to watch. <laughs> he is, yeah, and, and he's he's getting as old as the rest of us. I'll say that he thinks but, um, he's, he's one of the Grant biggest idiots for, I've ever. He, he wishes, yeah, he wishes one, he was Cary Grant. He's one of the biggest idiots in show business, Hugh Grant. If you ask me. I did, Go on. Yeah, I did hear like John Stewart once. They asked him who you know, went the host of the Daily Show. Like, yeah, you no, know, who was your worst guest? And he said like um, Hugh Grant. Hugh yeah, Grant, yeah. really? And it wasn't that he uh, the way he behaved on the program it was behind the scenes. He was just such an ass. To well, the I just think he's him. such an idiot because this is back in the early nineties. When he got busted with a twelve-dollar whore on Sunset Boulevard, right. and that's when the whole thing started. Right. When he fucking had Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, yeah. That's you're his with girlfriend. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Right. And she's fucking hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's st- hot as can still, be. Still a beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's still hot to this perfect day. Perfect features, you know. And it's just symmetry. like, and Jay Leno said the same thing. And when he, when it's like, what, what were you thinking? Are, yeah, what the fuck are you thinking? Right. Now it goes back to the the whole thing of like, look, walking. Did you go in, to that boys' school? <laughs> Did he go to that boys' school, Hugh Grant? Absolutely, of you, course, of course, man. They all go to those schools. That's no, that's like a, that's a normal thing. So it's a rite of passage that you're going to get raped as it's, a, it's, you know. Well, the I, British you know, have. I mean, if you watch this document, it's not a document. It is a very true story. 
uh, about uh, the leader of the Liberal Party was being blackmailed for having had a uh, homosexual relationship in the 1960s. And it pursued him for years. And he actually ended up like trying to take out a hit on the guy he had an affair with. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so it's a true story and much of the dialogue is actually verbatim from court records. But it does show like there is a weird, the Brits do have a weird thing no, about it's a, it's being a, straight and gay. I it's, don't know. No, here's what it it's is. A gen, it's a generalization. It's, it's, here's what it is. It's a tradition of, of uh, abuse that they accept and they, they have normalized. You know, and, and I was going to get to this. We're going to run out of time. Maybe we, we may have to have a part two with you, Michael. Yeah, I you think might, so. Might be the first guest that we that we have two consecutive podcasts yeah. with, Sean, yeah. because we have so much material we haven't covered. Can we do that with you? Will you come back? I'm I, I'm very flattered you even had me for this one, and I'm even doubly flattered because we're getting bumped out of the of the ring room. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. here and Yolanda and our. Our bartender, he's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're getting bumped out right now. But I, I wish your listeners could see where we are because it is a beautiful we're gonna room. We're going to take a picture. We're going to take a picture. Um, gas picture. lamps and John L. Sullivan, a cast of his arm. The great boxer, John L. Sullivan. There's a cast of his arm. Well, you know, what happened to We have to bring a real artist with us. Where, to what happened to all the... They had tons of artwork. Well, well I guess it's maybe a revolving show. Maybe yeah, they, maybe. They, you know, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's not it's Michael a beautiful, D's quality. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful historic bar. It's like oh, from yeah. the 19th century. Look, John L. You, Sullivan. When you look at this, look at this, this tile. Did you notice the tile when we walked in? I, I recognize that it. it's it's tile from the 30s, and here's how you can tell because they actually have a swastika uh, motif <laughs> in before the, it was in the tile. Infamous, yeah, before right. the Nazis. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, before they ruined it for everybody. Okay. Yeah, before they, they ruined the swastika it goes for everybody. Back for, yeah, it's been around for a thousand <laughs> yeah, years. Right. Right? Yeah, right. But if you if you look on the way out, there's a st- very stylized version, a version nonetheless. But, and but I I, I, know, I recognize this because I stayed in this hotel in in uh, Milwaukee that has like identical. It's not the same shape, but it's the same material of this tile, and mm. they have legit swastikas like every right. two feet or something in there. And it's not because <laughs> yeah. it's a Nazi hotel. You know? right. <laughs> it's like Donald Trump has ruined. The word Trump. <laughs> sure. For, for history. He's ruined so much. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's the, that's the yeah. least of the things he's ruined. Indeed. <laughs> well, all right. Well, listen, nation, uh, stay troubled. And, you know, after this episode, I think I went from being sardonic to being misanthropic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we always like to say uh, trouble never ends. Trouble never ends. And but, uh, uh, we got we to tally up this bar tab here. Yeah, well, that's, um, uh, again, we'll, we'll as be back. I say, the struggle continues. Yes, yeah, struggle <laughs> continues. <laughs> Michael, will you be back with us? I'd, I'm delighted on very honestly I, very yeah we have to, to talk here, to so. this guy more oh i know he's yeah he's, he's we a have to talk to this guy uh, more all right so nation fun. stay troubled and don't fucking give in to the man all right <laughs> like i have over the years keep up the side people yeah, yeah you got to keep it together all right so renee ciao all right